Hey friends, buckle up for a new episode of the Seller's Journey Podcast with Uvaro CEO, Joseph Fung. Our next guest, Ezra Son, took a leap of faith when he changed careers from being a pastor to launching a career in tech sales. Learn what it was like to be sales rep number one at a high growth startup and learn some tips of what it takes to succeed along the way. Hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm super excited to have the inestimable Ezra Son here. Ezra, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, excited to just get a chance to catch up with you again. This is going to be a fun conversation. Um, to help our audience, uh, can I, I'd love to cover just a couple of quick basics to kind of get people oriented. First off, where in the world are you joining us from right now? I am in Houston, Texas. I moved out here about three months ago from New York City. And it's, it's been great. It's 70 degrees in January. Uh, I'm swimming in the pool outside <laughs> January and February. So it's been a nice change of pace. I'm so jealous. The snow is just melting here and I would love that kind of weather. Uh, I, I may have to come crash. Uh, oh, but you're welcome. <laughs> and your, your role, you're, you're at a really cool company. Can you tell us a little bit about Hyperconfly and what the company does? So cyber risk is um, just growing as a concern. And if you've been following the news lately, internationally, or if you're just familiar with how uh, you know, software is sold between businesses, uh, then it might not surprise you, but uh, last year, cyber uh, insurance premiums topped off at $5.5 billion. And so uh, in this climate, software vendors, they really have to demonstrate that their offering is uh, you know, secure and compliant. And one of the ways they do it is by filling out these security questionnaires. It, it seems super outdated, um, but it's taking vendors a week to four weeks to fill it out. And HyperComply, what we do is we provide machine learning automation, a collaboration platform, and a human layer of QA so that they can fill it out in one day. So we've hit for, we've hit pretty much all the hot buttons on that. We've talked about you know software processes, automation, cybersecurity. Now, I'm sure folks are listening in. They're like, okay, there's going to be like another tech, you know, security podcast. But no, let's let's pivot it because you have one of the most inspirational and human stories that I've ever encountered. Um, could you tee us up in your own words? How would you describe your career journey? Yeah. So when I was growing up, uh, a lot of teenage angst, uh, got kicked out of school. And um, I mean, it's not, it's not like a highly technical podcast. It's also not a religious one, but just to kind of share my own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this experience where I went, I went from uh, not believing uh, in God to believing. And it was just this radical um, worldview shift for me. And uh, to the point where from the time I was 19, I uh, started uh, working for the church. So I was an employee of the church. And uh, that's pretty much where I've been for, for 20 years. And you know, during that time, I always wanted to grow as a leader. You know, I wanted this experience. I wanted to serve at this type of church. I wanted to start you know, this kind of uh, an organization. And after 20 years, I realized that there was no next dream. There was nothing that excited me anymore. And uh, it's really hard to serve, in my experience, in a volunteer organization when uh, the passion isn't there. And, and so for me, I just started looking for, for work, uh, honestly, any kind of work. So thinking about getting to that point, I mean, that sounds like such a remarkable journey uh, from you know, your finding, finding your faith, actually working for the church, what did you find in yourself 
that kept you motivated for for that journey? I mean, twenty years is a long time to invest in a in a, a career and in a work environment. Uh, what was it that you were getting out of that process? Yeah, so uh, there were always leaders uh, that I saw in front of me, and they were uh, inspirational. You know, just in terms of how much they were able to help other people, and I wanted to be like that. Um, and then on the other hand, um, you know, as I got into my late 20s and 30s, I saw different needs that just uh, jumped out at me. It made me want to, uh, you know, give everything, uh, you know, to make uh, certain things better, you know, that I thought were not good. And I think those are the things that inspired me for 20 years. And when you made that decision to start looking for new opportunities, um, you know, given that fact you've worked within the same organization for such a long period of time, what was your job search like? What what were you hunting for? What were you looking for? What what did it feel like to yeah. you? Yeah. So uh, it felt bad. <laughs> mm. uh, it felt very insecure. Um, one thing I kept thinking was, I've been working in a church for, I mean, I w- until I was forty. So, mm. like, what good could I possibly be at anything else? And so I had a lot of doubts uh, in terms of like the. Uh, mechanical aspects of the search of, of the search it was literally a google search like, like entry-level careers or i i really had no idea and um i did end up looking into into tech because people were going into coding boot camps and they were trying to find jobs there so that did kind of get me excited about where tech was was going as a sector so you're you're excited about tech uh you were introduced to uvaro uh, is there anything specific that kind of pushed you over that line to, to kind of take that chance. Is there anything you kind of put your finger on? Yeah. So part of it was when I first started looking into uh, boot camps, uh, mm-hmm. I was I was reading that, uh, you know, boot camps were getting oversaturated. Employees weren't happy with the quarters coming out. And it just, I just felt like then I, I was, I probably wasn't going to make it because I couldn't see myself just staring at lines for, you know, 12 to 15 hours. I took some online courses. I just didn't think I could do it. Um, and then I ended up uh, coming across tech sales, but the company itself to me seemed really shady and it, it, it almost turned me off to it. And it made me think, oh, tech sales, it can't, it can't be this good. <laughs> and so I really didn't believe in it. And then um, there was a timely ad that I saw from Uvaro and I just gave it one last chance, basically. Um, here's another company doing the same thing. Maybe there's something to the space. And I spoke with Sarah, uh, one of your recruiters, and uh, that 15-minute conversation, um, that was really authentic to me. And it made me feel like, okay, this is good people. Uh, she took all my objections honestly, and then she introduced me to other people on your team. And it was just getting to know people on Uvaro that made me feel like, yeah, I do want to explore this. Um, and But to be honest, I was also thinking that if this didn't go well in the first three to four weeks, that I was just going to um, cancel and ask for my money back. Mm. I wasn't sure. It was so new to me. Um, but yeah, that's what my, uh, I guess, leap, that's what it looked like. So for you, while you're you're in that situation, say, hey, I'm going to take the chance, but if it's not working out, maybe I'll change my mind. What were the things you were looking for? You know, the things that either would have been green flags or red flags. What, what were you hoping to see? <laughs> or I guess not see <laughs> For me, there's a lot of desperation to mm-hmm. uh, make income. And uh, one thing that I was looking for was just, 
you know, can I do this? Can I be okay at this? And will this pay my bills? So pretty low bar. I'm not thinking, am I going to love this? Right? Is this going to resonate with who I am, who I've been uh, for the last 20 years in a working environment? And, um, you know, the first couple of weeks when I was at Uvaro, uh, one of, uh, you know, the instructor, Sheila, she really focused on how um, you have to, you have to have empathy to be good at sales. And, and then, and then I was sold. Like then I knew this is something that I really wanted to do. I could get behind it, um, you know, as, you know, as a framework, um, as a mindset. And that got me excited. The mindset, so much of it. And when I think about your journey, in part, what sticks out so much to me is in your role as a pastor, you were part of people's support network. And when we talk about everyone should have a really good support system, that was you. So when you were going through this change, I'd love to hear who, who did you look to? Who was your support system? Wow. That's a, that's a great question because for 20 years, my support system was in this one industry. And uh, now all of a sudden, um, a lot of the networks, uh, friends and colleagues, you know, f- uh, folks who are mentoring me and helping me uh, get to where I wanted to go. Um, now, as I'm embarking on something totally different, uh, they're there for me as friends. Uh, but now I felt like I was on this new journey of trying to figure out a different way um, you know, to do a nine to five. Uh, to support my family. So there was definitely a shock factor there. Yeah. So if you, you think about you know, talking to either your, your past self or to somebody that's at that same state, you know, they said, hey, I'm going to jump in with both feet. I'm going to take that chance and try to figure out, you know, do I like this? Is this going to work? You know, what's, what's one piece of advice you might give to someone in that role now? So going back to the community piece, I, gravitated strongly to uh, my fellow students because they were in a similar journey as me. We're, we're all in the same place. We're looking for, we're looking, you know, to better our career. And um, I was clinging, clinging onto, um, you know, the Uvaro community. And um, that's what really encouraged me uh, because that's where I felt, uh, that's where I found courage. That's where people were telling me that I could do this. Um, and so, um, if I could go back, um, yeah, I would just say dive in and give it a go. You've mentioned things like empathy, uh, the kind of, uh, relating to your peers and leaning on them. Uh, there's, there's a lot of thoughts in there that feel really similar and it strikes me that, uh, you've got a lot of lessons from your work as a pastor in your work now in, in tech or in sales. Uh, is there anything that jumps out to you as specific skills or lessons you picked up then that, that you're applying now? One of the things that stood out to me immediately was just how much similarity there was, even organizationally. And we might describe it differently. Uh, but for example, I'm in sales. Uh, you know, some people uh, in, in, like on LinkedIn, you'll see uh, them describe themselves as evangelists. Mm-hmm. And in the church, there's something similar too, right? We go out and we just talk about um, how great our product is. Right. And then there's, um, you know, pastors who are supposed to really care for the people, uh, nurture them, shepherd them. And we have CS teams right on, uh, you know, on the tech sales on the business side. And so, you know, I just saw a lot of different uh, similarities there. And yeah, I mean, that's something that 
I feel comfortable doing. So before, you know, I was talking to people about God and that's, that's a hard sell. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, I grew up in, uh, you know, a world where our, our presidents are, are amazing, full of integrity, do the right thing. God exists. You know, there was a certain worldview where, you know, to share it, there's no, um, there's really no argument or, or, or pushback. Um, but today, like, that's a really tough sell. And when I think about being an outbound rep, uh, the amount of failure that I face is massive because if I send out hundreds of emails, my reply rate and a positive uh, reply can be like 1% or 2%. And so, you know, just fighting to craft a message, you know, having the courage and the conviction, you know, to believe that um, even though a lot of people aren't going to be interested, it's actually helpful. Um, I think in terms of like thick skin, just getting on the calls over and over again, um, to me, that wasn't that wasn't that difficult. So yeah, I just think uh, there are a lot of different, uh, you know, mindset or you know, skill sets that that carried over. Fantastic examples, I think, of what carries over, and that comment about it being being a hard sell, I'm sure, is resonating with a lot of folks who who listen in and they think about their current selling activities. It's, yeah. it's hard work sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, our yeah, I mean, our failure rate is massively high. Like, you know, if you think about um, maybe 99% of the time that you're putting in uh, to outbound, it's going to go completely radio silent. You're not going to hear anything uh, from them. And to still believe in the process enough and to uh, still want to persevere, yeah, I feel like that re- requires some type of internal uh, fortitude. <laughs> Thinking about that, 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 that fortitude, the, the challenges that you overcome you know, every day, uh, I mean, uh, like looking for that kind of like moment of, of, of honesty and candor. Is there anything that Yuvaro could have done? Anything we could have done to have better prepared you for that work? I've been doing outbound for like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally uh, enjoying the game. And so if I think about the three months that Yuvaro provided, it gave me um, an, an introduction um, it, you know, encouraged me to play on, you know, my cousin once took me to a three par golf course. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I had only uh, gone to the range. And so I was terrible. And uh, I don't know if you play golf, but, you know, these three par courses are, are pretty small. And so the owner was actually yelling at me and telling me to get out uh, because I was taking too long because I couldn't play. And my cousin was like, no, nah, this is a three par. Everybody sucks here. Okay, just play. And even though I wanted to enjoy golf, like I couldn't because I was uh, so insecure about myself. I felt like I was holding people back, you know, the owners yelling at me. And then my cousins like enjoy the game, right? But I can't. And it's only more recently where, um, yeah, I'm not thinking about myself. Like I love the strategy of sales. I love talking to people. I feel like there are, like I'm never going to hit the same situation over and over again, right? So like just in terms of like game theory or, you know, just the social elements of it, like because it's always changing, like there's a thrill and an excitement for me now. Um, as I'm, you know, as I'm, as I'm reaching out to people, and it just reminds me of the difference between uh, tagging along with my cousin to play golf, and then what he's probably experiencing. He's probably enjoying. He's actually enjoying playing golf, and so I feel like Yuvaro um, was the one that invited me to the game. Hey, you know, check out Tech Sales. This is what it's going to be like. Um, here's the background, and I feel like that helped move me forward. And also, um, because this was the first time that I've been in a, in a work environment um, outside of the church, like I really didn't know how to pick the right company. And 
um, I, I'm, I actually started working at a, a tech startup. And so the thought of trying to pick which one was actually going to make it, there's no way I could figure that out. And so um, I think just some of the handholding up front, uh, that helped me out a lot. And um, yeah, I think in terms of uh, the candor and honesty, I, I think it's just going to be really hard to figure that out in the first three months. So just from my own experience, um, you know, I'm constantly trying to learn from other sales reps um, and other leaders, like what I should be saying. And in the beginning, I'm often just copying them. And then the moment of candor or honesty comes in when I get so comfortable with, with these methods that have been working that I can make it my own. And so I can riff on it. You know, I can uh, try to make it uh, funny, or at least I think it's funny, right? Or, um, you know, I can switch this up. And I feel like that's where it becomes like honest. That's Ezra, the sales rep now. But I feel like to, to get there, uh, I, I just think it's going to take a lot of time, uh, a lot of reps. Yeah. I, I love the analogy. Uh, I fully confess I stick to the, the par three courses. Uh, I don't think I've been yelled at yet, but I, I, I can definitely empathize with that. Uh, have you, uh, uh, thinking about that, that process and, and all that activity now, you said you're, you're kind of finally enjoying the game. Uh, is yeah. there anything that sticks out to you as, you know, a particular highlight or an element you particularly enjoy it now? You know, what's, what's the high mark for you? Being in a, a startup, um, there are all these different stages. And uh, more recently, I had an opportunity to uh, make a lot more cold calls. And uh, last week, I booked my uh, first meeting <laughs> uh, over the phone. And uh, later that day, I booked another one. Right. And so uh, being able to now reach out through a medium that I hadn't really used before, um, it's just super exciting. And um, I just feel like I'm adding layers to my game. And so, I, you know, I was still able to, you know, book meetings through emails and LinkedIn. And now I just get to elevate my game in another area. Um, you know, also with, uh, you know, with messaging. You know, so what I think it is uh, for me is, you know, once I reach the level of, okay, like I'm hitting quota and like, I'm going to survive. <laughs> I think from that point, I can just really work on the game. Like now I can really try to fine tune, uh, you know, tr be, be super creative and, um, you know, not, not be as worried, not be in survival mode as much. Um, and so that's something I've really been, been enjoying lately. Yeah. So uh, I love the fact that you're, you're hitting the phone and you talk about how much you enjoy it. And I'm, I'm going to come back to that one because uh, I want to I double click on that a bit. But uh, you, you talked a little bit about coming through the overcoming the challenges or, you know, maybe some of the, the days of uncertainty and your, your kind of copying language and, and maybe you're a little bit lost in the process. Uh, if you're talking to somebody else, it's in that same boat. You know, they've landed that role and they're feeling just a little bit lost. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've lived that out for for many months. And uh, being in a startup, I'm going to continue to uh, go through phases like that because our company is growing so quickly and who I'm reaching out to is different. So there's going to be constantly uh, a need uh, to to change things up. Okay, so I mean, so I just focus on three things. The first is volume. Uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. And then the second part is, is growth. And so um, I'm going to constantly uh, be... Uh, re reading from sales leaders, well, how are they doing their cold calling? How are they writing their emails? Um, and then after that is creativity. So, you know, for me, just focusing on those three things. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's easy to 
uh, disengage uh, when things aren't working, uh, right? The massive rate of failure you know, that I was talking about. And it's easy for volume to slip. And uh, I think that's something that just has to stay consistent. And uh, the second part, you know, growth is obvious. And then, yeah, I think the creativity part is, um, is where you've put in enough reps where yeah, you just make it your own. Um, yeah, and then just trusting that process. Yeah, I believe, and, and you just have to trust yourself. Yeah, I love that. You just gotta trust yourself. That's a that's a solid mantra. You know, I need to need to get that on my my desk somewhere to remind myself of that. Yeah, I guess those are just the areas where um, I know that I can be good. Like, can I put in the volume? Yeah, I can put in the volume, right? Can I read three or four LinkedIn messages and watch a thirty minute sales webinar? Yeah, I could do that. I can grow, and. The creativity part for me just comes naturally. Uh, the more I copy someone else doing things, it just, at some point, it eventually eventually comes. Um, what they're doing, it goes from being uncomfortable to uh, becoming, you know, just like uh, second nature to me. And then at some point, I think, you know, I want to, I want, I want to try something else. I want to try, I want to try this. Like I want to um, spice things up a little bit. So I feel like those three things are just very doable for me. Um, versus if I just think I booked one meeting last week, I got to book four next, like, you know, in the next two weeks, it's sending goals like that to me. Uh, I feel like just need some more paralysis and doubt. I love how you're talking about growth and advancement and personal challenging. So, you know, let's dig into that a bit. You know, we're, I know I said we wouldn't keep you too long. So I'll say this is the last meaty question then, you know, what's, what's next for you? Where do you want to grow? Where would you want to develop? What's next for Ezra? Yeah, well, so um, right now, I really want to uh, just experience the entire sales cycle, you know, from uh, outbound to closing a deal. And so right now I am, uh, you know, taking on different growth projects and I'm uh, yeah, training and learning how to be an account executive. And uh, there are a lot of uh, folks on my team who are helping me to do that. And um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, in a nutshell, what's what's next for me? Um, cool. So a couple minutes ago, I said I was going to come back to the cold calling thing. And it would be a terrible sales podcast if I didn't give you the opportunity to pitch. So you're doing outbound right now. For those who are listening in and they're deciding, hey, should I call or email Ezra? What's your pitch to them? Why should someone call you to get help from HyperCompliance? Oh, if there's somebody, um, well, I mean, if you're a vendor and uh, security questionnaires, vendor due diligence questionnaires, it's introducing dead time, friction, you know, like seven days to 14 days. Uh, maybe you just cut that down to one. You know, HyperComply um, allows you to sell a lot faster. Damn. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, you nailed it. This is great. <laughs> well, what we our solution is pretty straightforward. It's... Yeah, going back to where we started, like, yeah, I'm not a super techie, geeky person. Like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward when I when I'm selling. So, yeah. fits me for where I am right now. This was perfect, Ezra. Thank you so much for sharing so much about your journey, what you're experiencing. You've been an inspiration for so many, and sharing some of the details is super appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. I can't wait to chat soon. Uh, and we'll get back again. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoy the, the Texas weather better than the weather we have here. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Sounds good. Okay, ciao.